My second cousin died jet skiing in the desert and left me with season tickets to all the major sports games. My problem, I know nothing about sports. So I'm here to talk to the experts, learn some facts, and settle highly contested athletic debates. I'm your host, Zach, and this is A Swing and a Miss. Here's a pitch on the way, a swing and a belt, left field. Here goes Frazier, the heavyweight champion. Not good, but then eventually, but the Ball State women's, be- women's team. He's got it! Using 10% of your brain, you don't even know that you're using 10% of your brain. Holy shit! And boom goes the dynamite. They go room, and if they crash, they make big boom. I'm talking, of course, about racing. And in this world of racing, we find ourselves looking at two distinct categories, NASCAR and Formula One. Nothing seems to stop a true fan in their tracks, quite like announcing that one is better than the other. So my question, what is better, NASCAR or Formula One? I'd like to welcome my two guests who have a serious case of the Zoomies, Sam Rappaport and Nick Cajola. <laughs> welcome, guys. Thanks for being here. Very excited. Also very excited. That's a, you, that sounded like a question. <laughs> I'm definitely very excited. Thank there, you. That's, Thank you for having us. That's firm. I like that. I'm mostly excited to learn more about NASCAR so I can like shit on it less. Oh, okay. So that actually leads perfectly to my first question, which Without going into why too much, because we'll be talking about that the whole time, is there a clear winner here? Is there a one is better than the other? Well, it depends on, on what you're asking. What what makes it better? Well, we're going to go into that. But do you think NASCAR is better or Formula One is better? This hurts me inside to say, but if you're if you're talking about what car is more advanced, it's uh, Formula One, uh, miles in a way. Wow. I won't even... That's I won't even we got to comment on. And this has been another episode of a swing and a miss. <laughs> but so, but with that said, is Formula One more fun? No. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay, there's a fun Interesting. aspect. Yeah. So I well, first of all, why why is NASCAR more fun? I mean, going to a NASCAR race is an absolute party. You got people mm. partying on pit road before the infield is amazing. The drivers hang out, which I know is a big thing that in Formula One, the drivers are not necessarily yeah. friendly are, with are each they, other. Are they too good yeah. for it? I don't know that they're too good for it. I think that they just probably all hate each other. I think, I feel like, and again, I know nothing about NASCAR, but I feel like when you see NASCAR and drivers, there's probably a lot more camaraderie as like, we're all in this together, whereas... I think, and I'm sure we'll get to all of this, but if you're in Formula One, you have to have that hyper alpha dog personality to the extent where like occasionally you're friendly, but really you're like at the top of the top of the top and you're just trying to win. And so I think there's probably like a lot of grudges that happen. And a lot of the guys in Formula One grow up together like doing karting. Um, oh, yes, I know this from Rush a little bit. Yes, yes, that is a true thing. So there, you mentioned that there are, the, there are differences in the actual cars. Yes. And performance-wise, Formula One is, is it's a higher performance automobile, right? Yes. Why so, are there differences? So Formula, Formula One is open-wheel racing, right? You've got the guy in, in oh, the yes. little Oh, yes, as in you can see the wheels. Yes, yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And there's, there's also IndyCar which is mm-hmm. in America, which is, it, it looks like Formula is One. Is that like racing directed and produced by A24? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, it's like when you when you hear about the Indy 500, that's IndyCar. Ah. Also open wheel racing. They don't go as fast as the F1 cars do. They also race on 
uh, a, a mix of tracks. So they'll race on like ovals and road courses. Formula One. What are ovals? Ovals, exactly. Now, now we're getting into it. So, um, this is this geometry is, lessons. <laughs> and just just to go back, this is what I'm shapes. telling you. Big difference. This is the difference um, between the two. So, Formula One is open wheel racing, and NASCAR is stock car racing. NASCAR is stock car racing. Are there any uh, road courses in NASCAR? Like, is there a like during the season? Is there a single course that's not an oval, or do they always? So they used to they used to only have two a year. They used to only have Watkins Glen and Sonoma. And recently, because I think they were losing people, kind of similar to like how baseball was losing a lot of fans, they started shifting like everything up, and they totally changed the schedule. I think they've got like five or six road courses now. Oh, interesting! All over the country, and it's it's been really good. It's been really good to see. Do you like watching one versus the other? Um, road courses or ovals? So within <laughs> ovals, within ovals, we even have three different categories for nascar so we have short tracks uh-huh. short tracks are usually a half mile um we have and those are really close races everybody's all squished in together you have usually like a mile to a mile and a half tracks for me personally those ones are kind of boring those ones are the the snoozers that everyone likes to make fun of because the cars mm-hmm. can just race out in the open not much like contact going on not much passing and then there's the super speedways and those are two and those are the big dogs that's talladega ricky bobby and mm, yes, yeah. I don't think I've seen a single race, to be honest. It's a blast. Once you go, it's also the loudest thing you'll ever go to. Yeah, I can imagine. Are there any seats that are like less loud or anywhere you sit? Anywhere you sit. Okay. You can hear it outside. People will know it's race day, like all over like that general area, wow. wherever you're going to. So, sorry, Bo is licking his asshole. <laughs> Bo. Bo. Quit it, dude. So... Racers are seen as these like badass hot people, but I regularly go five miles per hour over the speed limit in my Toyota Prius. Why, in your guys' opinion, do you think my family still won't return my calls? Um, you just need a fancier watch. I think that might be true. I think other than that, if you go five miles over the speed limit in a Prius, you are like set for life. Just the watch. Yeah. Just need the watch. Well, I'll, uh, do you have an extra one? I... We'll try and find. It. I have a bar mitzvah watch. I'll and take it. Doesn't it, work anymore, it is, but it lo- it. it's like fancy enough where if you're a 12 year old kid, you think it's really fancy, but it's actually not really. Do you fancy. actually so I get this at a bar mitzvah? I did. I got it from my bar mitzvah. How do, how, how do you have something from your bar mitzvah? That's amazing. I I can't keep things. Don't have all. a good answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should ask why. Uh, do you think that NASCAR would be more popular globally? if they stop making their cars look like 2005 Honda Civics. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they actually just came out with the new the new generation, so stock car, right? Ooh. It was called stock car because they were stock cars back in the 50s when they were racing on Daytona Beach, which descended from they were moonshiners trying to soup up their cars to outrun the police. Is that how this started? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, truly American. Fun <laughs> fact, my great great grandfather was a moonshiner really yeah that is a fun fact yeah do, do you keep on the tradition bathtub no. moonshine sadly i do not you should, you should. but now i, I kind of want to start driving but, nascar but... just because <laughs> um i know that formula one is more popular overseas and, and nascar is popular here mm-hmm. is formula one as popular everywhere else as nascar is in america i would say yes and potentially more 
popular. I, I, I think. I'd agree I with guess. you there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I, like Formula One everywhere outside of the United States, it, I would equate it to soccer, where like Formula One outside of the United States is hugely popular and it's like a. It's it's just like a thing that everyone knows about, and it it's almost weird living here and being a fan of the sport because you don't you're like sheltered kind of from this outside world, which feels very strange. Yeah, and they're like rabid diehard fans, and it's just like what so they believe in. Formula One is more popular and faster. Nick, this is not looking good for you, my man. <laughs> well, look. So here's the deal. So the Formula One cars they do go faster. I think they max out. If you were to put them on like the same like open stretch, they can probably max out forty-ish miles an hour. I know NASCARs top out at like two hundred um, on like Daytona, but NASCARs are way tougher. They are way. Are tougher. they built to last? Duralast. <laughs> exactly, and Duralast sponsors NASCAR definitely over Formula One. It's so, all are, are the around. so this is something about NASCAR that I never understood, and I'm curious to know more about. But is part of nascar racing like bumping and getting into each other's shit or is that stuff that just like like happens sometimes oh yeah no that's all the time so especially on the big tracks it's called bump drafting so the Mm. cars will go up behind each other and you know it's a big thing with the draft you want to stay in line so the airflow goes over you run faster as a pack but with the bump drafting on those uh those big super speedways they literally use it to like kind of jet the car in front of them forward and keep going Interesting. Do people root for crashes? Do they want crashes or do they not? I think with any sport, people are always like I, I feel like people are watching the sport to see bad shit happen. Yeah. Um I would imagine that's the same, if not more so with uh with NASCAR, but like definitely in Formula One when I first started watching it when I was really young, like I pretty much turned on the TV to hope that a car, like, blows up. Yeah, because you were a shitty child, right? Yep. Yeah, it was a shitty child. Well, you tell you tell me, how, how tough are the Formula One cars? Because to me, it looks like they're always, like, you know, some, they, they just scrape each other and wheels are flying off. That's pretty much the end of their toughness. They're basically made out of paper mache. <laughs> um, no, they does that, are... Does that kind of speak to how fast they can go? So they're so light. Yeah. So formula. So pretty much an entire Formula One car, outside of like the working components of the car, is all made from carbon fiber. Like as much weight as they can get out of the car, they'll do it. So they're all working with carbon fiber. Um, recently, there've been a couple, um, a couple teams who are like trying to reduce the amount of paint that they have on the car. Oh to, my like, gosh! It's it's really crazy. But the like part of the reason why I like Formula One so much is because they the idea of Formula One is basically let's put a person and sit them on an engine and then create an enclosure for them that's like safe enough where if they crash they hopefully won't die but is aerodynamic enough to like make them go as fast as possible and like both in a straight line and around corners. So that's like the idea of Formula One is just how fast can you possibly go in a car? Are there any like body positive Formula One cars that are like a bit chunkier, but they're owning it? They are. There's so <laughs> <laughs> the Ferrari. Those are cars. Those are uh, cars. Yeah. So, so similar to what it sounds like with NASCAR this year, um, 
Formula One, like every, I would say like five or 10 years introduces like new, like big new regulations with how the um, like aerodynamics work and how the engines will work and all that stuff. And so this year they introduced um, new regulations to the aerodynamics and the, and each team, like the first year that they introduced those, everyone's just trying to sort of figure it out. So they have like a base model car um, that falls under the regulations. And then there's all these other things um, that each team can kind of tweak as long as it's still within those regulations. And so this year, the Ferrari car has like these giant bathtub-like side pods that both help with aerodynamics, but also cool the engine. But it's like, they literally look like two bathtubs just like sticking out of the car. It's kind of (laughs) crazy. That's hilarious. I, I think with NASCAR, there's, so there's three series in NASCAR. There's the main series, which is the cup series. That's like the major leagues. Then there's kind of like AAA, which I think is the Xfinity series. The sponsor always changes. Um, and those are just, those are also like similar looking NASCARs. Um, but then AA is called the truck series. So oh they, race, they race hmm. trucks. They race. They're actually They trucks. look like pickup trucks. Yeah. So I, those ones are big. Are these like, they're getting paid like 50 bucks to race? They're like. They're getting paid significantly less. This is where you see a lot more of like the kids who are like 17 17 right. or 18 yeah. like coming up do they do and they they they're doing this to try to get it in, into triple a yeah this is in. this is like the it's way up this a, is the way up. the ladder okay got it already so much good information we're gonna we're gonna switch gears for a second and do some trivia you guys are gonna play trivia you're working together on this Ooh. i'm going to name five sports one at a time and you have to attempt to put them in the correct one to five spot, going from fastest to slowest in miles per hour. Okay. Interesting. These are in terms of world record speeds for each sport. And uh, after I name the five sports, I'll tell you how many you have correct, not which ones are correct, but how many you have correct, give you a chance to rearrange them and see if you can get a higher score. Let's see how this goes. So the first sport, downhill skiing. Remember, like Olympic world record level downhill skiing. Got it. And this could be any sport, like ever. It it could be, but none of them are gonna be like you're not going against you know plane racing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fair enough. Okay. Downhill skiing. I would say three. You agree? Uh, I'm gonna put it at four. Okay. Like well, you guys have to decide. I'll, I'll go like with four. Four. I, I was I was like struggling okay. between three and four, so we can go with four. Four downhill skiing. Next one, bobsled. Is it faster? Is it slower? I think that's got to be. You think that's slower than downhill skiing? Definitely. Interesting. I feel like that's got to be faster in miles per hour than downhill skiing. Well, there's so many curves though. They're constantly they're constantly slowing down, so they don't like shoot out of the <laughs> shoot out of the track. I don't know. I feel like I would put that. I would put that at a three if we're putting... I think it's faster than downhill skiing. All right, we can do it. Because if you're, right. if you're downhill you, you skiing... You will get a chance to rearrange. Okay. okay, okay. This is a fun game. Yeah. All right, track cycling. That one's definitely slower than the other two. Yeah. Definitely yeah. slower. So five? Yeah. yeah. Okay, at the five spot. Track cycling at the five spot. Okay, luge. That's a tough one. That's probably uh, they they usually are racing on the same tracks as the right. bobsled guys, but it's lighter, so they probably go a little faster. Some good yeah, reasoning. I could agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but is that one or two? I guess that would be two. 
Two? Two. Right. So this one had better be the fastest okay, one. Okay, so be like at the one, at the <laughs> Ice one turtle spot, racing. <laughs> we're going with speed skating forced into the one slot. Yikes. Okay, so you have, you actually have two correct, two correct bad. spots. How would you like to rearrange? So right now it's one speed skating, two luge, three bobsled, four downhill skiing, five track racing. I would, track cycling. I sorry. would bet you that speed skating is probably the slowest of all of those. So I would put speed skating last, probably. I, yeah. I agree speed, with you speed skating going last. Okay. Yeah. I don't know much about physics. Does, do the heavier things go faster over, right? Isn't that? Yes, right? I mean, I can't <laughs> Speed skating, I would say speed skating is five, track cycling is four. Then you probably get, maybe maybe I was wrong right off the bat. I bet downskill, downhill skiing is number one. I'm going to play this in fast forward mode when we... <laughs> Even then it will take an hour. Yeah. <laughs> maybe the fastest is the luge and then it's i put luge at number one let's do it luge goes to number one so right now you have one luge two is nothing with track cycling to the side three bobsled four downhill skiing five speed skating do you think that downhill skiing is faster than track cycling or you think track cycling is the fastest uh i would go with downhill skiing is faster Okay, let's do that. So downhill skiing going in the number two spot. And this is track cycling like they're in the little velodrome. Well, I think we're going to drop luge back to... Oh, luge to, goes to number yeah. two. Downhill skiing is one. Track cycling, we're putting at four. Yeah. Are we locking it in? Yeah. Okay, locked in. You now have one correct. All right, great. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we went backwards after all so, of that. I need some help this from is... Bo. Bo needs to help us out here. <laughs> the correct order. In, in world records, by the way, and this is just like simple searches on Google, so I could be incorrect. Uh, one, luge at 101.83 miles wow. per hour. Wow. World record. Two, downhill skiing at 100.6. Oh, man. We were, 100.6 we were 100.6 miles an hour? They went soup fast. Who the fuck what, is what, skiing how? at 106 miles an hour? Yeah. Don't double check my work. Number three, <laughs> bobsled, 93. Four, speed skating at 64 miles an hour. Five, track cycling with a record of 43.5 miles per hour. Good, good, good effort. Good, good, good attempt. Effort. We tried. Yeah, you guys tried. And now we're going back to the discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Bobby would not approve. He would, if you ain't first, you're last. And I'm Three hours last. later. <laughs> so, yeah, what are we at? Did you, did you think that was going to take that long? That's the real There's question. There's no way I thought that was going to take that long. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. A lot of good content to edit around. <laughs> okay. Um, does strategy differ from the two types of racing? I'm very curious to know uh, how this is in NASCAR because strategy is like a huge, huge factor in uh, in Formula One. Everything from from like selecting the different tire compounds that you're going to take to like the race weekend to like which ones you're going to use in practice, which ones you're going to use in qualifying. 
Um, they're you used just to... said a whole lot of things that I don't know. Yeah, so the the weekend structure of a Formula One race, another thing I'm also curious about NASCAR is you have three practice sessions, usually on, there's two, usually on a Friday, and then there's one on a Saturday, and then on Saturday there's qualifying where you like qualify for what position you're going to start in for oh the race. Gosh. So every race is like a little sleepaway camp. Yeah, pretty much. That's so And they nice. do it every other weekend for most of the year, which is kind of crazy. And every race is in a different country oh for my, the most every part. Every weekend? Every other weekend. Every other weekend. Sometimes there's sometimes there's families? like double Yeah. Kind of crazy. Sometimes there's like double header weekends, but I think you're getting paid so much money that you just like bring your family with you. Yes. In the in the RV. Yeah, in yeah. the RV. Um so yeah, so they like up until this year, um, the the tire that you qualified in, if you make it to, there's three qualifying sessions, and in the last qualifying session for like the top ten grid spots, if you whatever tire you qualify on for your fastest time, you have to start the race on that tire. So that strategy really? comes into it, yeah. Well, there's a lot. So is NASCAR just like no strategy, a bunch of people drinking moonshine? <laughs> They're like, we got to get out of here. Let's just drive in a circle. Nowadays, not maybe in the old days, yeah, but today, uh, today, no, it's it's pretty high tech. I mean, pretty high strategy use as well. Yeah. Um, the main thing I want to hear about F1 though is the pit stops. So the pit stops are much faster. Yeah. They can How much faster? Oh my god! When I when I like oh, see when I see a NASCAR pit stop, I I want to like run around and murder people like i don't understand why they can't do it faster really yeah well isn't it like three seconds so in formula one a pit stop Oh, nascar okay yeah, yeah so in formula one a, a pit stop is like on average i would say three seconds like yeah. so, like red bull i think did one or two stops under two seconds which is stupid and insane um and it, it really like most of them are around three seconds unless like a wheel nut gets stuck or like some other weird stuff happens I feel like I would be fired from that job ASAP. <laughs> it's high pressure. Yeah. High pressure. But so. they also have, they have like, there's two, there's three people for each tire and they don't refuel the cars anymore, which is why it's so fast. So they're only changing tires and there's three people for each tire. And I think NASCAR, I think their like teams aren't as big. So they... So for NASCAR, each pit crew has like eight guys who are on the pit crew and only five are allowed to go over the wall when the car comes in the road. So usually those pit stops come in around like 10 or like 12 seconds, I would say. Um, But you got five guys doing it. They've got to, you know, change the wheels on one side and they change the wheels on the other side. They do refuel. They will make sometimes Mm -hmm. little track bar adjustments or like rip off a windshield, tear off, Mm -hmm. clean off the grill. Um... It's it's a little bit different, but those guys are usually and I I've met a couple. They recruit like low end like division one or like division two like football players. Like those guys aren't schlubs. Those guys are heavy athletes. Yeah, but what 10, 12 seconds? 10, 12, But there's five guys, you know. So five yeah, guys that's left. really interesting. So they so like part of it is actually the strategy of like you only are allowed to have the five guys and they have to like run around and do everything. Yeah, and sometimes you know sometimes the strategy will be you're only going to take right side tires. Mm. You're only going to take left oh, side really? tires. Yeah, to cut. Wow. You know, you cut it down in like half that way. Wow. That is really interesting. But then you run the risk of right. you know the tires exploding, and that's all part of the strategy. The strategy all comes from the crew chief, which I assume. 
F1, do they have like one guy? Pretty much, yeah. They have, there's like a team principal who is like the main shot collar guy. And then they have, um, I think each dryer, driver has like a different race engineer who's like giving them information and stuff. Do they have spotters as well? They don't have spotters. What does a spotter do? Ooh, okay. Spotter. Spotter is a great job. So spotters are, there'll be however many guys, like 40 something guys for a race. And each team has a spotter. So he'll go all the way up to like a tower and like wherever in the track. And they basically just stare down and they watch the race and they watch their guy and they're in his ear the entire race. Tell him, oh, there's a guy on your left. Don't go down. Go, don't go down. Go up, go up, go up. I would want to do that job, ball. but I feel like I'd be messing with them the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's he's kind of close to you, but we're not really sure. Uh, you're left. You, just kidding. You you're right. <laughs> uh, is there one type of car that's harder to control or drive? Oh, I, I think they're just, they're very different. Yeah, piece. they're probably very different. They're probably too different to compare. Is there maybe? one that's more dangerous? Ooh, now now we get into the safety the safety thing. I do want to say one thing before we get into the safety. Uh, the F1 steering wheel is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Oh, what yeah. What does it look like? It looks like um, it looks like if they were to stick this keyboard and make it a bunch of different colors. You know what it looks like? It looks like an editor's keyboard, um, really? but on a steering wheel that is like it's more like a steering yoke like it's not a full wheel um and it's got probably like i don't know uh, like a hundred different dials and buttons and switches and oh i gotta look things. that up and you can mix the fuel right and do the yeah speed. what does that mean yeah so wait you... that does, that's not just video games it's no, a, no, it's a Mario. It's, it's like Mario it's Kart stuff. yeah, it's really really crazy. And one of the um, one of the drivers, this guy Sebastian Vettel, Vettel um, once equated it to like texting and driving, except you're driving at you know 230 miles an hour around a road course, like yeah. trying not to kill yourself, basically. Do you think he uses that when he gets pulled over for texting and driving? Probably. He's like, I do this at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> He's like, great, we clocked you at 120. So. <laughs> do, you, do you think that the world's greatest NASCAR driver could hop in a Formula One and do well or win and vice versa? Or is it just like different worlds, apples and oranges? There's been some F1 guys who have come over and tried NASCAR. Yeah. And they have not done very well. And there have been yeah. NASCAR guys. I'm sure there have been guys who have like test-driven F1 cars. The closest for them is they'll go into IndyCar. Um, which is still yeah. open wheel racing, and they usually also still suck. There's pretty much only one guy I've ever known who was good at both, and that's Tony Stewart. Well, what um, did he start as? He started in kart, which was open wheel, mm. at like a lower level. Yeah. He did Indy for like a year, and then he was stock car. And he's the exception. And then the he usually. went to Formula One? No, then he went to NASCAR and was very successful. Oh, but it. usually, no. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like it would probably be like just for... Um, like the purposes of racing, it would probably be easier for a Formula One driver to race a NASCAR, but they probably like don't know the strategy behind it and don't know what they're doing. And it probably it's like so I think they're so different that it's just probably very difficult. But I would imagine it's harder for a NASCAR driver to get in a Formula One car because there's a lot like simply because of how like the car works with the aerodynamics, which is like probably way different. Totally not different. probably, but like completely yeah. different than how NASCAR can, works. Can you can you participate in a race with an expired license? 
I didn't even have that written in, down. In, just, just actually curious. Can you clarify that question? Like you have a license, but it expired last year. Can you still race in Formula One? I think they're pretty good about renewing them. I mean, <laughs> oh, like like if like if I was a Formula One driver, like your driver's license. Oh, I think that they're probably different enough. I I don't know. That's I a good question, I guess. Have. And then I do you, you think there's race a... as a kid? You can yeah. like at oh, lower, yeah. at lower right. level, yeah. lower levels, but uh. So is there a loophole where if you don't have a driver's license, you can take your Formula One car out on the street? Probably that yeah, does make sense. That sounds right. You probably rip a Formula One car. You to definitely bits can't in hit about anything. Three seconds. Yeah. I know the first LA curb that it had to go over. It oh gosh. Crazy. Yeah. You can get street legal NASCARs. There are companies that do it. Oh, I've looked crazy. into it. It's my dream car. <laughs> why? Like, how fast are you gonna go? It just looks awesome. Okay. They they so they take like I real can NASCARs get you a Honda and... Civic 2005 easy. <laughs> you can go five miles an hour over limit. I'll get you a nice bar mitzvah watch. <laughs> styling. But NASCARs are also really low. Like for the way Formula One cars work, they like are as low. Like all the bits are as low to the ground as possible. But I think that's kind of the same with Na- like I, the one time I've seen a NASCAR, it's like pretty much on the ground for, for the most part yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty close it's for, for the same i think aerodynamic reasons yeah um i think you know you can change it a little but not yeah. not too much and do they do they adjust the cars um do they adjust the cars per race or like they kind of have the basic car set up and like they just do like would they adjust it drastically or whatever oh yeah drastically like it could be changed for like a road course as opposed to oh absolutely so not only not only is there like the in-race stuff like the tire strategy the fuel strategy Mm -hmm. you know looking for your pit window of where you're going to fuel that's another thing i forgot to mention but um it's the the package that they'll bring to the track is what they call it if you go back to the race shop in like north carolina which is where most of them are and you look like they're gonna have a bunch of different cars with a bunch of different setups. So, mm. and that goes back to the types of tracks you're gonna have: cars for your your short tracks, you're gonna have cars for your super speedways, mm. for your mile and a half, for your road courses. And they're all gonna be set up differently. Hmm. We're gonna change gears and uh, have a little history lesson. Ooh, I like history. Unless it's ranking history it's... things in miles per hour. <laughs> no, I will never do that again. <laughs> Let's take an equally long time to figure this out. Yeah. No, this is not trivia, actually. I'm just going to be speaking at your faces. (laughs) Not knowing anything about racing other than what I remember from the trailer of Ford v. Ferrari, I decided that I should take a look back at the history of Formula One. Um, By the way, if any of this is incorrect, tell me, because I I barely researched this. I'll do my... I don't know, like, a ton about the history of Formula One, but I'll I'll try. Okay. But don't embarrass me. I won't embarrass you. Racing. You're wrong. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Racing automobiles has been around since the early 1900s. The cars, however, moved so slowly at the time that the sport was used mostly to put babies to sleep who rode in the back seats. <laughs> the Formula One series was birthed from the European Championship Grand Prix motor racing in the 1920s and 1930s. Formula One referred to a set of rules and conditions that each car had to abide by. The first official Formula One race didn't take place until 1946, making it a very slow start to what was supposed to be a fast sport. That was a good line. That was a good line. Soon after Formula One was established, all races were put on hold so the globe could participate in the much-anticipated sequel to World War One. It wasn't until 1950... 
It wasn't until 1950 in Silverstone, United Kingdom, that racers started their engines in the first official Formula One World Championship race. The industry saw a major leap in technology when Bugatti released a line of mid-engine cars, deciding it was finally time to stop dragging the engines on the ground behind them. The shape and material that the cars were made of would go through various changes over the years to improve both speed and safety. Today, Formula One entertains more than 70 million viewers annually and brings in over $2 billion, which is roughly 6,896 Bitcoin. The current car. <laughs> <laughs> but how many Bezos pesos? That's is it worth? <laughs> this is your time. Bezos pesos, everybody. The current cars have been known to reach top speeds of up to 248 miles per hour, just two miles per hour shy of impressing me. This has been the history of Formula One. If you totally made that up, you at least said it with enough confidence where yeah. I feel like... That describes I just like, how I yeah. go about life, yeah. making up and sound confident. Yep. Okay, it's time to wrap up the debate. High level points. What is better and why, NASCAR or Formula One? Well, if you go to the greatest movie ever made, which is Talladega Nights, The Battle of Ricky Bobby, yeah, classic NASCAR movie, the whole premise of the movie is Ricky Bobby is an arrogant NASCAR driver. He works his way to the top, and then a guy from F1 comes over into NASCAR and takes over oh, yeah. and destroys his life. And then Ricky comes back in the end, he wins. Because if you ain't first, you're last. I would say NASCAR is more fun. NASCAR is better, citing Talladega Nights. Okay. <laughs> I have to say that's a pretty solid argument. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll always sit in the Formula One camp, so it's, okay. the jury might be out on this one. The jury's out. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to decide which is better um, because I've barely been listening to you guys tonight. And with that being said, we've reached the finish line of another episode of a Swing and a Miss. <laughs> Thank you, Nick and Sam, for educating me on the quickest sport in the West. Today's proud sponsor is NASCAR Condoms. NASCAR Condoms, for those who want to finish first. 